On today's show, the Trump administration wants to make cuts to fuel economy standards. Mercedes may pull out of the Detroit Auto Show, and we've got the latest results of the Tesla Model 3 teardown that Monroe and Associates is doing. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. The EPA, NHTSA, and California are currently negotiating changes to fuel economy rules enacted during the Obama administration. And Bloomberg reports the Trump administration is looking to make big cuts to those standards. One of the proposals NHTSA is considering would make the average fleet-wide fuel economy 35.7 mpg by 2026, down from the current 46.6 mpg standard. In that scenario, about 10% of all vehicles would need to be hybrids or plug-ins, down from 61% for the Obama standards. NHTSA is also considering proposals that would enact standards as early as the 2021 model year or as late as the 2026 model year, which would give automakers more time to meet the rules. Some automakers want to ease rules because electric cars aren't in high demand like trucks and SUVs. Over the last few years, Mazda, Porsche, Volvo, and Jaguar Land Rover have all pulled out of the Detroit Auto Show, and now another automaker could be added to the list. Mercedes-Benz is considering not having to display at next year's show. The company is looking into unveiling products at tech shows like CES or other special events. But if Mercedes pulls out, it would be a severe blow to the North American International Auto Show, as it's officially called, And you gotta wonder, if Mercedes pulls out, would BMW and Audi follow suit? And we'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Big trucks and SUVs practically mint money for automakers. The high-end platinum edition of the Cadillac Escalade is estimated to generate a variable profit of around $30,000, which is why it's so surprising that Ford let GM walk away with the large SUV segment almost to itself. GM has 64% of the large luxury SUV segment, and Bloomberg reports that gives the company a $2 billion pre-tax profit advantage over Ford. But Ford hopes to change some of that with a $25 million investment into its Kentucky plant, which will allow it to build 25% more Expeditions and Lincoln Navigators than it had originally planned for. Even the base models generate profits that exceed $10,000 a vehicle. This latest round of money is in addition to a $900 million investment Ford made to the plant in June. 3D printing keeps making impressive technological improvements, And now Porsche is working to make sure a customer's restoration project never stalls out due to an obsolete part. Porsche Classic currently offers about 52,000 parts and pieces to keep projects going, and now is adding 3D printed parts to its catalog. They're typically the really hard to find stuff, like the release lever for the clutch on the Porsche 959, of which only 292 were ever built. In all, There are nine plastic and metal parts that Porsche is 3D printing, and it's thinking of adding 20 more. 
Coming up next, we'll show you the latest results from the benchmarking study Monroe & Associates is doing with Tesla's Model 3. Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go, and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems. We don't succeed unless you do. The European car market is enjoying healthy sales again. Last year, automakers sold 20 million light vehicles there, which was up a solid 3.6% from the year before. But do you know the rankings of the lead automakers in Europe? Because there's been some significant changes. Volkswagen AG, which includes Audi, Skoda, Seat, Porsche, and Rolls-Royce, continues to dominate the market. But PSA, which includes Peugeot and Citroën, has rocketed up the rankings into second place thanks to adding Opel and Vauxhall, which it bought from General Motors. Renault, which includes Dacia, is in third place. Then comes Ford, followed by FCA, which had quite a good year. Daimler and BMW round out the list of automakers which sell at least a million light vehicles in the European market. Well, we went back out to Monroe & Associates to learn more about the benchmarking study it's doing on Tesla's Model 3. All this week, we'll be showing you excerpts of our latest video, which has to do with the driving dynamics that Monroe is studying. Our last video, which pointed out some of the poor build quality of the Model 3, was attacked by Tesla fans who can't seem to tolerate anyone pointing out flaws in the car. In this opening clip, Sandy Monroe makes clear that his statements are based on careful measurements and analysis. Sandy, the last video that we did, people went berserk. The Tesla yeah. fanboys won our heads. They didn't like what you said about the car. Well, like I said, I was, I was seriously thinking of coming out in incognito, yeah. some kind of a mask or something. But what I really want to do is I want to make sure that people know that this isn't just two Jamokes, uh, old Jamokes at that, um, kind of just uh, throwing rocks at Tesla. This is the uh, this is the report on the FFQ. This is uh, an FFQ is fit and oh, finish, fit finish quality finish. audit yeah. that you guys did. Very instrumented. You measured everything. You exactly. documented it all. Exactly. This is not uh, this is not guesswork. This is this is the real deal. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the ride and drive. And and quite frankly, uh, we're waiting for uh, we're waiting for some more data. But uh, but we've got enough to talk about it right now. So what we should establish too is that Monroe and Associates instrumented this car and to do a lot of uh, track well, testing. Uh, yeah, hang on a second. Monroe and Associates did not instrument the car. We have another source. So uh, we had uh, Siemens testing. They, they instrumented the car and, and it's their data that we're going to be putting into our report. Okay, but then you took it down to the Transportation Research Center that's in Ohio right. to do all the driving right. of the car to collect the data. Right. Yeah, and that's where Honda does all their, their work. So it's, it's a very well-established track and it has every type of driving condition. So we got a chance to really put this thing through its paces. We'll have more to show you all week long on what Monroe & Associates is learning from its benchmarking study on the Model 3. But with that, we wrap up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again here tomorrow.